So uh, my name is Uche Ogechuku. Uh, I'm a co-founder of Green Edge Technologies. Um, I'm also a co-founder of Hardware Garage. Green Edge Technologies is a Nigeria's energy man equipment manufacturer. And we also provide energy services, solar energy in particular, using locally made Nigerian equipment, inverters, charge controllers, precisely. We also partner with other local manufacturers to deploy things around solar panels in Nigeria to solve Nigeria's power problem. Hey, it's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, this interview, I'm excited to just have one of the co-founders on because this is a big problem and people always say oh you mean in Africa no I mean globally because us creating solar energy us being able to control how much power we have at our house is not just a problem I have if we're in Cameroon Sierra Leone and beyond even here right in South Florida with the hurricanes going on my power went out last week and solar is a problem. We, I'm telling you guys, might be having to buy this technology from Africa. I'm telling you, and I have the founder, Chief Uche. Let's, let's you know, appreciate him while he's here because we're going to need, we, we might say, what's the discount on his, his um, software? So Uche, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm fine, Kelly. And how are you today too? I'm good. I'm good. I'm stumbling over my words because uh, your company is doing something in Africa that you already know that you're uh, a trillionaire in, in the lane that you're in, right? And, and I'm and I'm talking dollars, quachas. I'm talking pounds, whatever, because you're solving a problem. I don't want to repeat what you did in that interview. How we made it in Africa. I'm going to put the link in the description, you guys, or you can Google because there's some good information there. But you and your partners have done something amazing that we need because you're off the grid completely with your technology. Tell people how you created this and, you know, what that journey has been since 2016 and beyond. Oh, very fine. Thank you so much for having me. Um, 2016, I was still in my second year in the university with my friends, um, studying my undergraduates. So part of the problem we had was power supply. Students have to walk long distances to go to school so that they can read in a congregation, especially um, in a place like a place we call Prefab, where students gather together with their reading lantern just to read. So we asked ourselves as students, isn't there a way out to making something that is an alternative? Must it be fuel generators? And as a group of friends, we noticed that solar could be an alternative. But when we went to the market to price solar and to understudy why people are not adopting solar, we found out two key things. Number one was that solar was very expensive. Inverters were expensive. Solar panels were expensive. And the batteries were way, way too expensive. The second problem we found out was that for those who were able to afford the solar, they, they weren't lasting for them. At any instance of damage to their solar pro, um, pro, projects, 
either the inverter battery or solar panel, the project just dies. Those who are able to revive their solar would have to contact a Chinese company, either resident in Nigeria, who would always claim to have given them warranty, including American companies do these things here. They claim to have given the owners warranty. And when these challenges come up, they will tell the owner that they should expect their product to come from China in terms of the parts are not available or that the engineers to repair them are not available. And they have to wait for two months, three months for a part to repair their current product. So we saw it as a very Herculean challenge that would inhibit lots of people from adopting solar. And that was where our iteration started. So we told, told ourselves that if we can make these products locally here in Nigeria, not only are we going to solve the problem of after sales service, but we're going to bring down the cost of the product down. Then we began in 2017. I and my friends were five in number, Uche, Godwin, Aaron, Nemeka, and Kingsley. We just came together and started working on the project. The University of Nigeria and Soka was so gracious to us, offered us a space, a research space at the Energy Center. And we took our time to innovate around looking at how to re-engineer the already existing products and then create something better from what has been existing. So we started in 2017, worked hard, got our initial products, um, attended some tech fairs. In the trade fairs, we used our product, we exhibited our products and got lots of interest. People tested our products and they noticed that some of the unique things our product had we are not just in other products. We notice things around um, lightning. Most places here, you know, we are in the tropics. So we, we usually experience lots of rains, thunderstorms, lightning. As a result of that, most of the inverters here do freeze out during those periods. So it automatically implies that the users will be, uh, experience blackouts even when they have their own solar. So what we did was to create a solution so that particular problem and embedded it in our inverters, it was one of the selling points that made lots of people to wanting to use our product. The next thing we also did was that we noticed that inverters were not becoming um, like the normal fuel generators that people don't just want to put in their homes, but they want to put them at a powerhouse where they don't want children to touch it. They don't want anybody to touch it. They believe they are scared, they're going to catch fire lots of scare around using a solar system, especially the inverter. So among the products that were in the market then, we were the first within the country to start innovating around making solar a home product. We added things like parental control, enabling a parent or a user to you know, configure what he wants his inverter in terms of how long he wants him to last. If he doesn't want the children to outuse the battery, you don't, you don't want them, people maybe you want the inverter to come up at a certain time. You don't want it to come up by 1 a.m. because you're not going to be awake by 1 a.m. You want it to come on by, let's say, 5. You want it to turn up at certain times. So we created a sequential loading system and embedded it in the inverter as added products. So with this, it was easy for us to launch into the market and start selling. By 2018, we spoke to lots of local entrepreneurs in Nigeria. Especially, um, I'm also including academia. 
and uh, venture capitals. So we were able to get some angel investors who were willing to invest $57,000 in the startup for us to you know, take more of our products to the market. So it was in that same year that we won the United States African Development Fund Fund Energy Challenge Award of $100,000 and uh, courtesy of All On in Nigeria. The fund was, in, um, was made um, from 50 to 100. It's, um, a, it's um, a co funded project. US ADF and All On in Nigeria funds the project $100,000. So, with that particular $100,000, we agreed that we're going to upscale energy access in Nigeria up to 100 kilowatts of energy across more than we, we looked, we targeted about 100 homes. But at the end of the day, we were able to do about 150 homes and businesses um, inclusive enabling them gain access to energy power, energy supply. So with that, we were able to scale our energy solution from just what it was um, as an R&D and um, you know, micro project to um, a project um, within the mini stage solving um, Nigeria's pro um, problems in terms of power. So we've worked on normal homes. We've been able to work on hospitals. We've worked on clinical labs, including the COVID-19 acceleration lab in the southeastern south part of Nigeria. Um, we powered it with solar, um, up to 70 kilowatts of energy currently. Uh, we have some hospitals here in Nigeria also. We have um, some plazas in Nigeria, solely powered by solar. And we have many homes solely powered by solar, and uh, they don't use generators, four generators any longer. So it, um, it was in this 2022 that um, we decided that we need to scale our production, because currently, our production um, range has been within who produce around 10 to 20 inverters monthly uh, because of our funding capacity. But who we are looking to, you know, upscale our, pro our production to less than 100 units of inverters. And the reason for this is because um, the studies and uh, the studies in the market, that's the first thing, shows that inverter demands in Nigeria is more than 3,000 units in the South Southeastern region every month, more than 3,000 requests for solar inverters in the southeastern region. In, 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 in the nation, we have, we've recorded that we have more than 100,000 requests for a solar energy product in the nation monthly, especially from Lagos. So that, that shows a huge demand for people wanting to go into renewable energy. So we asked ourselves, if we leave this market for the foreigners, just um, playing low, it, it simply means that our aim of getting solar energy to lots of people has been defeated. So we said, why not raise more money, increase our production capacity, and then serve more people? So um, our target was to raise um, $2 million so that we can upscale our, pro our production from 20 to 50 by 2023. Then um, by the end of 2023, we should be able to produce up to 100 inverters monthly. By 2024, we want to double that so that by 2024, before the end of 2024, we should be doing up to 200 monthly. And then, but our mega plan should target 1,000 units of inverters every month. So if we're able to do that, then our company would be able to upscale and sell to countries like Ghana, South Africa, Malawi, Kenya, Rwanda, and other parts of Africa. And also in terms of Cameroon and Sierra Leone, we can't... We yeah, Cameroon and Sierra Leone. All of Africa. But let me ask exactly. you something. 
because what you're doing, making it in Nigeria, like that, that, that right there is a big move. Are you able to get all the products in Nigeria? Are you still having to import? Because there's a lot of parts to your, you know, your technology. Yeah. Um, basically, what we do, like we, we like telling people, is that we own the technology. So what that implies is that we do our belts, we, we do our casing, our designs, the way we want them to be. But we import the chips because nobody makes chips in Africa. Most of the blue chip companies are not even in America any longer. Most of them are in, the, in China. So we, we buy most of our chips from some companies in Germany. We buy, we buy our, our lead um, vendor for our chips is in US and Netherlands. So we, we, we use arrows. So arrows helps us to buy chips, the chips we use for our technologies. So when we are done with designs, so we buy resistors, we buy capacitors. These are simple chips that everybody uses, including Toyota and all the big companies. They don't produce them. So we buy them just like every other big company buys chips across the country. Okay. And, and so that, that leaves way for an entrepreneur in Nigeria or a bordering country to say, you know what, we are creating the chips so we don't have to go outside because we know during like a pandemic, you know, supply chain slows down um, and we don't want this to stop. Tell me, when pushing this idea in uni, uh, the support level, uh, I'm sure it was from very few people besides your partners. How crazy did people think you guys were for creating this? And, oh, how can you do this, Masa? Are you the crazy? You know, tell the people, like, how that was overcoming all the doubters. Yeah, um, it wasn't an easy one. Um, I could relate some stories. Um, one of the big men, um, you know, in Nigeria, we call people big men. One of the big men we met then, who we were trying to sell the idea to, simply the person simply told me I should shut up, that I can't tell him that we're making inverters in Nigeria. I said, come, let me show you. He said, if I follow you and this thing is not done in Nigeria, I will deal with you. I said, come. So he came with our, um, in fact, he was saying, talking directly with more of my co-founder. So when he came to our office and exactly saw what we were doing, he was so confused. He didn't know where he just wrote a check. He gave us a check of almost $200 and said, go and eat, go and eat. I like this, go and eat. <laughs> you understand? So this, the support level was not too low. Um, yeah, I would say it was very moderate. It was very moderate for someone doing something that everybody should think is crazy. So a lot of people didn't believe um, it was working. Um, 90% of people said it was not going to work. So um, they were just on standby saying, let's see how this will play out. And they, they weren't antagonistic, but they were like, oh, let's see how this is going to play out. And it was only like 0.1% that said, let me give this a try. Let me know whether this is going to work. And one of those who were, aside our investors, was um, one man who called Dr. Arano too. He, he, he was a director of the New Friendly Center in the University of Nigeria in Suka. In fact, he brought out his phone and said, Provide, produce for me. Even if it's not going to work, let me see how it's going to Just do it. 
He paid for something that was not existing and said, whenever we get it, let us tell him. So he was one of those who totally supported the idea and he has been supporting such ideas up to date. And we need such, so many of such people in Nigeria. It wasn't, it wasn't easy, but we just kept preaching the gospel every time. And tell people too, this, you know, going into energy and then proving that this works and that you can do it made by Africans also puts, you know, a target on your back because this is big business you're interfering with. We've seen it here in the U.S. with people with, you know, solar powered cars, electricity, all that. Um, We've seen it in Zimbabwe with the no electricity TV, you know, how we have to pray for our inventors um, in Africa globally, like on the radar, how concerned are aware of you guys are, have been warned, like you're going to disrupt, disrupt, disrupt uh, big business. You guys are small Peking just, you know, have they tried to push you down and say, and discourage you at all now that you have proven that it worked? Yeah. The, the, the basic truth from our experience is that the, the government here is actually supporting solar. Uh, they have been providing lots of phone, lots of meetings, although none of their phone has gotten to us. So they should know that. We've not received any phone from them um, in terms of what we do. But um, they have always communicated that um, they're supporting solar. In fact, um, the president just, and through the office of the vice president, just launched a project on supporting solar, uh, um, I think this week. Uh, they are actually um, working to support solar, but although um, they are not actually supporting the innovators, that's what they're doing. They are providing funds for businessmen to transact money across Africa. So I do tell them this in every conference I go, that they are not supporting innovators in Africa. So they provide money to big firms in China to supply equipment in Nigeria or other parts of Africa. That's not how to support innovation in a country. To support innovation in a country, you should actually support buying and selling of those local products by funding their production. And tell people that you are supporting local production in that country. Because of this, I and my colleagues will now founded a company called Hardware Garage, a venture platform where we collaborate with young people who want to be like us in one way, in terms of founding their own energy companies or electric mobility companies or agricultural technology companies. So what we do with them is that we give them access to our machines, connect them to investors, especially pre-seed investors, because they are those who we are, who are connected to right now. We don't have access to big investors. We only have access to those who can give you 5K dollars, 1K dollars, 10K dollars. That's all we have access to. So we connect them to these preceding investors. We provide them access to our own persons, our experiences, our expertise, what we know. We allow them to use us. That's what we tell them. We also connect them to enable them to use our space. Tell them, use our space. You don't need to pay for anything. Use this space. Develop your technology. If your project seems cool, then we can negotiate upfront how you can scale your project either with us or without us. We started this last year and we've had lots of people apply. 
Currently, we have about 56 innovators or startups have applied, but we're able to only select two. And we'll be working with those two. Luckily, they have raised, each of them have raised one raised $10,000, so that one has raised about $30,000 to, you know, scale their innovation from those, um, you know, research and development level to a product in the market. So we believe other young people can do this too, you know, both outside and in, within Nigeria to collaborate and help scale innovators in Africa. It should also have a private perspective. That's all I'm saying. Yes, and, and, and how important it is for governments to support entrepreneurs. Elon Musk is nothing without the $7 billion that the government has given him and the multiple billions in tax breaks. So, you know, you have genius right there. Um, you just have to get the support and our leaders have to understand that because they're the ones who, you know, they, they can cut the, cut the lights off literally. Now, in Nigeria, with your technology, I, I hinted, and you might have thought I was joking, but us being able to buy your technology, I meant that because solar here in America, even if you have solar, I live off the grid um, in, in, a, in the same county Donald Trump lives in, but I live in the more rural area. If I get solar right now and spend cash money, $70,000 or more for solar, they still want to have me only produce so much solar. I'm thinking with your technology, I could, you know, break away from some of that. Would that technology work here in America? Yeah. Could, could you explain what you asked again? Yes, what I'm saying is even if I have solar here, right? 70,000 yeah. if I spend it and more to cover my house. I'm still on the grid, so the the electricity company they still will only allow me to produce and put so many panels on my house. So I'm wondering would your technology work here in America? Yeah, I our technology works everywhere. It works with any kind of battery, works with any kind of solar panel. And you can stay off-grid and you can stay on-grid. You decide what you want to do. So that's why we also added parental controls. You can decide how we calibrate your inverters. You can decide how your inverter performs. You can even control your system remotely via the new technology we are bringing on board. And tell the people, somebody in Africa is listening right now and they're saying, well, okay, that sounds good. Sounds great. I need it right now. How much is a unit um, like this and how many of these units or panels and, and different or different things do you need for to power, you know, a, um, a home? Yeah, usually to power a home, the first thing we do, we do energy audits in the home. We, aside energy audits, we also... Um, you know, talk about location, where are you located to understand your, you know, the solar intensity or the solar outlay in your particular location. So once we're able to do that, we can then ascertain the cost of solar for your home and your energy needs. So for those who've done, a typical home in Nigeria um, could cost 5000 to $10,000 to put solar in the home, usually. Okay. Okay. 
so you guys have got the game. Then if you think about, you know, shipping something um, wherever you are in the world, let the people know, you know, you've mentioned this whole interview about a, my signature question is what is your community give back that you're doing or that you would like to do in the future? Do you have another one that you haven't mentioned or one that you would like to do in the future for the community? Yeah, we've been doing a lot for the community as young people. At the first I told you is the hardware garage that we founded is a give back project because we've created lots of youths from the project just in one year. Just as we speak now, we have 35 students in the present cohort that are learning solar engineering. 35. Last cohort, we had a five. That was when we started. Now we have 35. We are planning on 50 for the next cohort. And most of these things are done on the almost sponsored program. Part of the project we are also instituting currently is to provide technology development training for secondary school leavers. We believe that Africans have lots of talents, but when they leave secondary school as high school, most of them don't understand how to utilize these talents. And because most of the universities are not positioned to harness the ideas and talents of these young ones, instead the universities are positioned to give them degrees, degrees that they may not use. So what we are doing, the company currently, is to institute a fellowship that will harness the talents of secondary school or that's high school graduates within three months. And we're calling for applicants all over the world, especially Africa, applicants of African descent all over the world to come. We, we are gathering the best of engineers, the best of technologists to the center, and they are not paying. So it's part of our give back. We are doing that. Although we are currently looking for sponsors and donors who can help us build um, you know, a residential apartment where the students can stay when they can. We was always you know, raising money, Greenwich donates lots of money to the, you know, to the projects in terms of feeding and you know, taking care of the innovators, the tutors, the talent that come to teach them. So we, it's part of our give back project. So um, for the project we're instituting right now, we want to make it very big for every part of Africa because we believe that if more Africans understand that we can actually own our own technologies, groom ourselves, we can do better. Let me tell you, Africans earn almost lowest in terms of a continental pay. In Nigeria, people earn less than $100 a month. That's what people earn here, and they're happy. We believe that if we're able to develop these technologies ourselves, own them, we increase our paychecks sell our technologies out to other parts of Africa and across the world. We make more money and the continent is happy. It will keep more talents in Africa than sending everybody out of Africa. Everybody wants to leave Nigeria. We call it the Japa syndrome. Everybody wants to be in Europe. Why we can stay here and build Africa? So the fellowship is to institute and harness the talents of high school graduates so that before we go to school, just like Greenwich uh, founders did, even in the university, you start thinking of solutions 
to African problems. I believe that's a very big give back project that Greenwich founders are doing. And who we'll also be happy to hear people on the call say they want to support, they want to donate, who we'll have lands where they can build whatever they want to build, and who we'll we'll can name it after them, and everybody's happy. Who we'll glad to do that and do more? Well, while everybody in Nigeria, Cameroon, you know, you say the Jaffa syndrome or Paul Bush, the uh, Black Americans and the Black Europeans and the Black Australians are, you know, trying to get to Africa, trying to figure out how they can make some money to stay in Africa. So it's just, it's, it's funny how those things are happening. And I believe a mass exodus to the continent will happen um, in our lifetime. Um, so I want you to tell people where they can connect with you if they want to learn more, if they want to invest, because I don't want, I don't want to talk about right now in investments and then somebody call you from a five-year year old interview and say, Hey, I have my five Naira. I'm ready to invest. And now you already are at a billion on your way, right on the cusp of your trillion dollars and pounds. So let the, where can they contact you for more information? Yeah, I think um, the easiest way to contact us, they could go to um, the Hardware Garage website or Green Edge Technologies website, and uh, our emails are there. You can, they can contact, they can send a mail to contact at greenedgetech.com, or they can send a mail to hello at hwg.ng. So um, either of these websites or mail, um, you can reach me. Or they can even chat me on WhatsApp. I'm always available to receive emails on my LinkedIn. I'm always very active, um, even at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Well, you guys have got it. You also have seen where you can, you know, come in. These are a, a group of guys who put this together. So for all the single ladies, uh, they might have bride price for you. For those of you who want to get to Nigeria and say, I'm looking to get married and stay. You got some young men doing some brilliant things. I don't want to give you a game overload because I want you to go tap into their websites, whether you are listening on iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, Spotify, if AYV Radio in Sierra Leone is still playing this, uh, Namibia, if they're still playing this, you guys tap in. Make sure you share the game. It will change somebody's life. Be blessed. Hey, family. On November 20th through December 1st, 2022, we will have the all-inclusive Kenya trip. Now, a lot of times people have said, Phil, when's the next trip we'd like to go? I want to see Africa for myself, but well, this is the time to go. Everything will be taken care of. All the excursions are paid. You can do monthly payments. You know, they'll have a safari and a six-city tour. You will see Charlie Island, which is something that we did not see last time on the tour. This tour will be 12 days instead of seven days. So make sure to secure your place on the trip by going to www.wbsvs.com, make your deposit, and then you can start making your payments and we'll see you in Kenya. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. 
We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings or 54,250 West African CFA? Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at DiversifiedGame.com.